Pastor Deborah, I'm going to yield to you for final thoughts. One to two minutes. Thank you. Praise God. I thank God for Rome. I thank God for everyone that has shared and poured. Um, just, I'm still reeling from uh, Bishop's pour. Just absolutely awesome. I believe, as as the entanglement coach said, that it's not just for the immediate family, but I believe that we're in a time where God is Himself ordering our steps. He is ordering the body back to a place of oneness and unity because it's there where the glory of God came in to the room where he filled, oh glory to God, where he filled, where, and get this, he filled the temple in, in Isaiah. And I believe that just like then, because if, if we recall the man of God, the prophet of God, was unclean when he filled the temple. Glory to God. I believe that we're at a place where, where the prophets were. They had done all that they could. They had did their best, but their best was not good enough. The grace of God is where God comes in and gives us his best. Praise God in spite of us. Not because of us, but in spite of us. I believe that we are in that place where when we have done all we can do to do what God has required, God comes in and fills the temple in spite of us. Hallelujah. Unclean lips and all. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe I believe that we're in a place where the gnawing locusts, where the the stripping locusts, the creeping locusts, where 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 all of the locusts, where we we've allowed people to come in, we've been annoyed by the noise, we've been troubled by the stripping. We have been, we, otherwise, we have just, we have just come to the end of us. And that is where God comes in. And he takes over. And I love what 1 Peter 5 and 10 says. God himself is going to fill the temple. And when the temple is filled, there is overflow enough for the evangelistic word to go out with power and authority and he overtakes us the blessings of the Lord indeed overtake us because it's all him and none of us I yield my mic amen amen and amen I like how you said when we come to the end of us that was powerful. Thank you so much. Uh, man of God, Prophet Isaiah, I yield to you for final. Well, thank you so much. And um, I just want to say that it's always a great pleasure. It's always an honor being here. I believe that as Joel makes the right petitioning of the hearts of men. Oh God, 
we are also in the place of recognizing what it is God is asking us to do and what God is asking of us at the same time. I believe that the illustration of the locust coming in to invade, an invasion causes for things to be in a place of disarray. Our satisfactions are cut short. The things that we long for seem to not be there, unreachable. We are in pain because of the result of an invasion. An invasion encroaches on the things in our lives that are either permanent or temporal. They break, they destroy. Invasions cause damage and they have an impact. The impact can be felt for a long time. When locusts destroy crops, they wipe out even the very seed that is saved from a time before then. And so when you try to go into the next year, you find out that the seed is either less or probably not there at all. And that seed is needed to get into the next phase of farming in order to bring the land back into the place of rejuvenation, to restore that land. That land also has to rest after the turmoil that it has gone through because it endures restoring. Its pH balance has to come back. Its nutrition has to come back. The Bible says that if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I believe that there's a complementing at the same time. Because Job's word tells us that even the threshing floor shall be full of grain. And I speak to somebody here that even your vats too shall overflow with wine and oil in the name of Jesus. Joel has used this illustration to wake us up. And in the context of the scripture itself, we're coming to see that the hearts that bear themselves back to God in relationship from brokenness, from vulnerability and intimacy, God says he would restore the pasture. So that means the pasture, which is the grazing place, needs the nutrition that you and I need. The pasture needs to be restored so that even the animals can feed properly and be have the nutrients that they need. The trees and the vines that bear fruit also need to grow in the pastures green. And then when the spring and even the rains come, they will pour out their waters upon the pastures, upon the land. So that tells me that the restoration process is both physical and spiritual. Because it says that you shall eat in plenty and we will be satisfied. And spiritually it says we will praise the name of the Lord God, the one who dealt, I think I mentioned it earlier, the one who dealt wondrously with us because we saw his hand afflict us. We saw his hand take charge. We saw the desolation that occurred. And I believe that in summary, God's intent for our restoration is that we as his people shall never again be put to shame. Because you know what, people of God? When that devastation occurred, the whole world saw it. Economies, economies felt it. Economists did not even know what to do because they had never seen that before. And it says that you shall know that I am the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and there is no one else. And because we are his people, 
the confidence that we have after we have been restored from the thing that has drawn us away from Christ, the thing that has broken the relationship where we became bond servants to sin, he's saying that we will suffer shame no more because he has dealt with our sin when we repented. And therefore we find that place of blessing and abundance because that's the compensation that we get for those that, for those that were lost in that place of the judgment that was faced. Thank you, Prophet Stephanie. And to everyone, I pray thank you a great and a fruitful and a blessed day. Verse 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, 
and he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. 11 and 12 says, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved. I have showed when there was no strange God among them. You, therefore, ye are my witnesses, said the Lord, that I am God. And verse 19, this is mine. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. She do not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I bless God for the reading this word and thank you again for this room and thank you for allowing me to speak. Amen. Glory to God. I'm not even going to get started with the last scripture you said, share 43:19. That was my foundational scripture for the message that I released at Sheba Encounter in Atlanta. Um, I was so blessed to have the opportunity to do that. And that's a whole nother clubhouse room. My God, that's powerful. Thank you so much for sharing. And woman of God, Mother Gwen, if you're still there, if you would like to share final words before we... I'm laughing because you know God is so sovereign. Because the word you said briefly, the word that the Lord is giving me is don't forget the now of God. Don't forget the now as we are going through the birthing, the tribulation, and that the whole eternity, the whole uh, continent, every creation is groaning. What are we groaning and going through our aspects for? We're in the now because of the confidence of the things we're hoping for. What are we hoping for? And that we're assured of is the eternal salvation that he's going to come back and as quickly as he left he's going to come back in that same manner but god is asking us to stay in the now now right now faith is what is it having heard a word of the lord now what is your now and what he spoke to me in 2019 not being braggadocious about what the lord told me no it's a reminder that he's the same yesterday this day tonight and forever and what he says he will manifest because all men be a liar but god be true he said to ask him what's now for me as everything was disrupted and changed forever that we walk in the now of god that now is an activating word having heard what god has told you what are you doing now with your what and to ask god for the strategy of after i know the what what to do with it but it is now praise god amen amen glory to god that was so powerful that um reminds me of this word that um the father has been dealing with me about um even in, in regards to um the restoration part of the subject matter of this room and that's Matthew 7 7 through 8 you know we all know this scripture is looked to be as a very simple scripture but I got an even deeper revelation about it in this hour because the father has been dealing with me about opening up things and so Matthew 7 7 through 8 ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened 
to you. But in the text, it says open ED, open. That lets me know it's past tense. It's already opened up to us. Verse 8 goes on to say, Verse 8 says, For everyone who asks, receive. The one who seeks, find. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. And so the Father began to tell me that in this hour, He wants His people to know that impartation, revelation, capacity, influence, productivity, Increase creativity is being opened up to his people in this hour. As Apostle Brian said earlier, we are embarking upon one of the finest hours as the church, as the body of Christ, even with everything that's going on in this world. We are kingdom citizens hallelujah glory to god and so god is opening up traction he's opening up our innovation he's opening up momentum hallelujah he's carrying the winds of god is carrying our names before people like investors check writers my god my god uh he's opening up partnerships and collaborations more opportunity and he's even highlighting us in this hour so be encouraged men and women of god woman of god christine as the apostle has released to you and even as pastor cynthia has said we're getting ready to laugh in this hour hallelujah glory to god because we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. In that wind was the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ was released upon God's people. And we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody should get excited about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My God. Ooh. Pastor Cynthia, I yield to you for final thoughts. Wow, 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 wow. I tell you, I thank the Lord for what I have heard these last few moments in this room. I just thank the Lord. And all I can say, the Lord spoke that word to me. And then in this room has been confirmation. And all I can think of is that joy is one of the fruit of the Spirit. And all I can think of is that it is fruit picking time. Come and I yield my mic in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm trying not to wake up the house because it's 2.25 a.m. Central Standard Time. But my God, my God, my God, hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah.
elaborate on that because that's been really heavy on my heart. I think both financially and relationally, I think many of us in the kingdom, because we have suffered failures, heartbreaks, disappointment, betrayal, rejection, we're suffering from all of those soul wounds, abandonment, and because of it, I believe that many of us have really, as much, even all of these awesome prophetic and apostolic voices on this stage, as well as those in the VIP section, I believe that while we are mightily used by God to pray and intercede and stand in the gap for others and push people forward into their purpose, I believe many of us are not seeing the complete fulfillment of ours and experiencing the manifold blessings of God in our life because we have stopped asking. So here's the principle. Watch this, Prophet Stephanie. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7, 7, he says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Right? I love how you expounded on that word, opened. Now watch this, Prophet Verse 8 of Matthew 7 says, For everyone that asketh, receiveth. I love how the King James gives us this word right here. Yes. Uh, uh, Evangelist Debbie, watch this, because the suffix eth, E-T-H, is what we call a present infinitive, which is something that expresses continuous action Teach. until you see results. I'm sorry, I ain't trying to teach at 3.28 in the morning because uh, uh, there's been so much teaching and rich prophecy that's gone forth. So I'm going to sit my little wonderful self down. But but the mind of God and what Christ is conveying to us, family of God, that it is not, no matter how you've been taught previously in faith-based churches and uh, word of faith churches and all oh, you if you really got faith just pray one time leave it at the altar and forget about it and wait till god do it and god gonna come through after a while one day in the sweet by and by the lord gonna come listen baby you better bombard heaven because i'm Woo! grateful major daughter i'm grateful pastor cynthia pastor gwen i'm grateful prophet stephanie that the saints of old trained me the right way they said baby you got to pray food You've got to continue. You've got to persist in prayer. Watch this, Evangelist Debbie. The Bible says in, in the B clause of James 5.16, the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much, which denotes intensity, passion, and heat. Not praying one time, leave it at the altar and trust that God's going to do it. No, Jesus told us that Praying today and keep on praying. The Syrophoenician woman, she made a request known to the Lord. The Lord ignored her. He didn't even respond to her at all. But she kept on persisting at the Lord's feet. And even when the Lord still put her on, never mind. She bowed down and began to worship the Lord. And finally, Jesus even though he said, this is not my mission. My purpose is not to serve you. My purpose is to first serve the, 
the, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It is not good that I take the lost sheep, those children's bread and give it to the little dogs. And instead of copping an attitude, the Syrophoenician woman said, yes, Lord, you know what? You're right about it. But you know what, Jesus, can I, can I tell you something real quick? Even the little dogs partake of the crumbs that fall from the children's table. And Jesus said, girl, you, you, you a bad mama jamma. Listen, you go on out of here with your, with your full of faith self. Get on out of here and stay blessed, girl. Uh, and her daughter was healed that very same hour. I rest my mic right here, family. The Lord is saying we have to persist in prayer. Whatever it is you're believing God for, financially, relationally, physically, whatever you are believing God for, God says persist in prayer. Don't just ask today, and if you don't see it, then you stop praying. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. And verse 8 of Matthew 7 says, And when you keep on knocking, all doors shall be opened unto you. I love you. I rest my mind. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Why are people going to be starting this stuff at this time of the morning? You know what I'm saying? But you and said then, late in the midnight hour. Late, God's come on. going to turn it around. And I, I just have to jump in because a woman of God that taught spiritual warfare for years in Los Angeles, Juanita Smith, people would come from all over California on the first Saturday of the month. She asked a question always. Are you through praying? Are you praying through? Just had to drop that because I said he's stirring up so much. Yes. The persistence of see, it is God is he's the now faith of God is do you really believe it? Because everything about us right now, he is testing. I'm a witness. Everything that concerns us, he is touching. Will you still stand? Mom's dead. Now brother's dead. Job lost rents high will you be able to persist and stand in the now of God let your faith be the assurance of the things promised and hoped for this is so rich God bless you I'm sorry I hope I wasn't out of order but I just my heart just said just hold on saints to the promise amen and amen and know you're fine mother Gwen pastor says Yes, and I tell you, this is, I don't know why we're trying to start this at this hour, but I tell you, the Lord is just stirring up in my spirit and what they have released, Mother Gwen and the entanglement coach, oh my Lord. And I think about the scripture in Psalms 30, we may endure for night, but joy cometh in the morning. And when the entanglement coach was saying that we have to pray through, we have to get to the point that we're praying until we have the testimony to say I made it through the night. Come on now. Uh, and and we got to get to that point where we we declare it and we decree it. I made it through the night and I yield. My God, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And when Dr. Hightower was speaking, I noticed he said um uh he's restoring uh financially and relationally 
And what that led me over to was, yes, that's even more so why we as the body of Christ relationally have to get it together. And I begin to see it like this. Remember how, you know, you got your brothers and your sisters and you want your cousin to come over. But if the brother and the sister ain't getting along, mom and daddy wouldn't let the cousin come over. And so what are we saying? If us as the body of Christ, we have got to get along. We have got to get that relational aspect right because God has to send us out. He has to send us out more so that we can become friends with the world. And I know that a lot of religious people and traditions people will turn your nose up and hear it's something like being friends with the world. But if we are going to influence the world, my God, come on. We talked about overtaking the, the mountains of influence earlier in the room. If we are going to be influencers in the kingdom of God, if we are going to be influencers in this world, then you need to be able to get along with people. That does not mean that we go and compromise or that we even believe in their beliefs. But my God, my God. There is a such thing as being able to get along with all types of people, different people, people of different ethnicities, people that don't share the same uh, color pigmentation of our skin. A bishop of ours long ago taught us that if we could get along the way that these millionaires and billionaires do, when it comes time for business, we would be better off. And what do I mean by that? Many of them they worship different gods. They're of different ethnicities, different backgrounds. Some of them probably don't even for real, for real like each other. But when they come, come into those boardrooms to make decisions, world decisions, right? Million dollar, billion dollar decisions. They all come in agreement to get the job done. And so, yes, relationally, as well as financially, I feel Abba is restoring in those areas because the body of Christ is getting it together relationally. We have to get be able to get along with those in our own family first before God sends us out to be able to get along with others. Amen, amen, and amen. This has been a... Go ahead, sir. On that note, again, the prolonging, the unnecessary prolonging of singleness is not to negate those who are happy and content in their singleness. But for many of us, uh, we're not happy there. We may put up a facade of happiness, but we're not happy. Um, we are battling again. I don't know what happened. Somehow he left the room. I tell you. There you see him? Yes, I see him. Yes. Um, okay. Battling. I'm sorry, prophetess. Uh, we're battling with uh, the soul wounds, the fears of what if it what if it happens again? I don't want to go through a divorce again. What if he or she leaves me again? What if that person puts a great mask on for the first six months to a year, but they become abusive again? And and because of those fears, a lot of us are prolonging unnecessarily our singleness. But I believe with all my heart and soul, I believe that God wants us to be 
to have restoration in our relationships. I believe God wants men and women to come together. And I believe with all my heart and soul that marriages, more marriages are going to be taking place in the body of Christ. And um, I'll rest my mic here, Prophet Stephanie. I believe if we will die to fear, if we will die to selfishness, if we will die to our personal preferences, I believe God will connect us to our purpose partners. And and, and here's why I say that. Because many of us, we have really, because we haven't been discipled and taught well in the church, we in the kingdom have taken on a worldly mentality as it relates to relationship development won't die to our desires that are fleshly, that are contrary to God's calling. And so the death is necessary. And the analogy that I'll use is the butterfly. We all know the beauty and the wonderful glory, the splendor of the butterfly. But the butterfly can only live if the caterpillar dies. The caterpillar goes into a cocoon in order to begin the process of transformation. But the cocoon serves as the coffin of the caterpillar. And it is also the birthplace of the butterfly. Come on, sir. The butterfly cannot live, Pastor Cynthia, unless the caterpillar dies. Oh, I know some of y'all received that. I know you received that. And and, you, and do you guys hear how he echoed that marriage thing that Bishop released earlier? I, be, I believe that more marriages are coming. Amen. Amen. And it's a few of y'all on the stage. Look, I'm not going to get all in. <laughs> Right. Go get all in y'all business, but y'all names was just being highlighted. A few of y'all on this stage, amen, amen, amen. Woo, glory to God. This has been a phenomenal time in the Lord. And on behalf of Apostle Brian Keith Williams, we just thank each and every last one of you. You all have been in the dock. What the locusts have eaten. Hashtag Pentecost promises. You've been here with none other than Apostle Brian Keith Williams. It has been 674 people that have come through here. 111 people are still here now. And we just want to thank everyone. We thank Psalmist Phyllis, Dr. Tina, Woman of God, Christina, Woman of God, Arlene, God's vessel, Mother Gwen, Pastor Cynthia, and Dr. Hightower. We also thank all of you who are in the VIP area in the listening lounge. We hope that you've been blessed by everything that has been shared and contributed in this atmosphere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you have not already done so, be sure to click the green 